All right. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Week. It is the final week of the series of interviews with my amazing authors. And today we are going all the way to the other side of the world where it is still Sunday, um, 2 p.m. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you guys. I'm getting a back. Um, I'm getting a little bit of a, a the, the Facebook live came up, but don't worry. I've banished that to the internet oblivion so good morning susan susan is good morning hello well good afternoon sorry <laughs> it's lunchtime for you over there just after lunch on sunday and let me give these guys a bit of a background story of you and i uh we actually met in newcastle in australia um susan was um here in australia living for was it for a year or 18 it was 15 months 15 months yeah um, and um, uh, she then went back to LA and um, we reconnected and she only had done my half day seminar in Newcastle and then said I want to write this book and that's what we're talking about today um, and then she ended up writing her first book The Art of the Mentor show me your book Susan is it there right next to you it is. it is the art of the mentor and you can see behind her her beautiful paintings and in case you haven't noticed how beautifully her hair matches that painting right behind her. Um, she's the number one Amazon best-selling author of this book. And her second book, The Spring Principle, is also coming up very, very soon. Um, you can pop it down if you like now. I'll give these guys, though, the official introduction, Susan, um, of who you are. And then we're going to get stuck into amazing content around how can you find your passion if you're not sure where it is, or it's never too late to find your passion, right? Because exactly. you didn't pick up a painting brush until you were 50. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, That's I love correct. it. So let me give you guys, Susan Cohen is the author of the best-selling book, The Art of the Mentor. She calls herself um, an accidental and experimental artist as she began studying art at 50. In The Art of the Mentor, Susan takes us with her uh, through her remarkable transformation from the boardroom to the gallery. You'll walk with her as she steps out of her comfort zone and with the help of her art mentor, her peers and her loving husband discovers the beauty and magic of art. Susan's inspiring story is proof of what is possible when you're willing to take the leap of faith. And we're going to talk about that soon as well. Her colorful memo memoirs um, beautifully capture both her personal and professional transformation later in life. While her love of art may have started by accident through the encouragement of her art mentor, Susan has continued to grow as an artist. She hopes that those who read The Art of the Mentor will have the confidence and the courage to take that first step to follow their passion in life and to seek out a mentor who can help them achieve their dreams, whatever they may be. Susan's work has been exhibited throughout the United States and in Sweden, Italy, France, and the UAE. And it appears in personal and business collections, as well as public art projects and museum collections. All right. So, wow. Okay. I didn't know all of those last bits, so, which I'm very, very, very um, impressed by. So tell us a little bit that of your background story, um, Susan. Where, you know, how did this all start? What did you used to do pre, uh, pre the age of 50 and all that sort of stuff? Well, I, um, my... My, I was a writer. I have an undergraduate degree in English yep. and, um, and my master's degree is in business administration. So I was working in business. I was in public relations and marketing. Yep. And, um, 
at uh, I and I I had my own company, um, a promotional agency, and when I was about fifty, I sold it because my husband was ill and we I, we needed to move, and in order to do that, I needed to sell my company, which I really didn't want to do, and I wasn't ready, but I didn't really have any choice, so I sold it, and we moved to a smaller community and. Here I was, I, you know, my identity was gone. I, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have my company. Um, I didn't have my clients. I didn't have all the things that I'd been doing for the 15 years before that. And uh, my husband, we went to a fundraising auction for a little theater. My husband bought me four art lessons at this fundraising auction for $20. And I ended up with a master teacher who tricked me into it. Tricked you into it. <laughs> she tricked me. She because I had no talent and I had never been good at art in school. And I was just not anything I related to at all. And here I was with this incredible teacher who started me out like drawing spheres, giant, giant circles and tubes and you know the super simple concepts but really well taught and after a year of going every week and then painting every day in between at home i walked into her studio one day laughing and she said what are you laughing about i said somebody outside just asked me if i was an artist and she said what did you say and I said, I told her, no, of course. What do you think I said? She said, Susan, have you looked at your work lately? And that was the day I found out that I was an artist. I didn't, I didn't really know that this was happening. It just, um, she was so good that it, I just did what she said and moved forward. And then I figured I didn't know anything. So I had to work every single day in between just to catch up with all the people who knew so much more than I did. Yeah. And that's what you talked about, how important mentors are um, mm -hmm. on the journey to wanting to achieve um, something and get there faster. Um, yes. tell, tell me a little bit about, you know, some, you know, key points that maybe you cover off in your book as to how important mentorship is. Um, to me, it was critical because I could not possibly have done this without my mentors. And I have found that I started out with Jane Beeman, who was my first, that master teacher, the first mentor, who kind of took me under her wing and just pushed me forward as far as I could go. And then after a while, she said, okay, I've taught you everything I have to teach you right now. You need to go study with, you know, and she, she sent me to the next person. And um, then from there, another, you know, there would be another person who would show up and I would, I would call that person when I saw that they knew so much more than I did and I needed to learn it so much and just to do anything to get lessons or to get connected with each person as I went along. And uh, it it just turned into one mentor after another, just giving me the gift of of finding my passion, and it's what I do every day. How do you 
break through as an artist? Like, when did you start getting recognized for what you did? Because obviously, we've just read the introduction of who you are and where you've been exhibited. How did that start to evolve? You know, I mean, I know you had a marketing and PR background, which which counts for a lot. Did that help as well? Knowing it, it helped, but you know, marketing other people and marketing yourself is not the same thing. Oh yes, yes. it's a lot harder to market yourself. Yes, so. Yeah, you know, I was pretty good at networking and and some things like that, but I just had to really learn um, about it, about how to start promoting myself as an artist. And then my first teacher after that day with the with the person saying to me, asking me if I was an artist, after that day happened, she started putting me into shows. She'd say, okay, there's the National Date Festival is coming up. I think you need to put a piece in it. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out I won like a second place in, at the National Date Festival. And so it was, she, you know, she would kind of pick things out and tell me where to go. And um, it started, I started exhibiting a lot of places. So I went into a national uh, show art show in Las Vegas and somehow um, there was somebody from a museum there who came to me and said um, you know we're doing an exhibit in Italy and we think your work will work there and uh, would you consider coming in with our group that group of people were mainly um, Spanish speaking artists. They were very, did very vibrant work. And um, aside from not speaking the same language, we spoke the same language with our art. And it turned out to be a really good group to exhibit with. And so they, this group kind of pulled me along into the European venues and the, um, the UAE venues and uh, some of the others i love that i mean isn't it um it's like with speaking when you speak uh, people want to speak right and um, you get one or two the first couple of opportunities are hard to get your foot in the door but then Uh you speak in that venue and they go oh you should come speak at my thing and you know one thing connects to another and a lot of people don't are not patient enough to wait for that opportunity and actually keep turning up and keep looking because then it kind of um i think there's a tipping point of when you know things just start to come your way rather than you having to chase them is that right well i spoke a couple of weeks ago at a meeting of a large women's group yes and there was a woman there who was president of another women's group and she came up to me and said i really like what you said i think you'd go do well with my group, but how far do you come? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, my group's in Newport Beach. And I said, I can speak in Newport Beach. <laughs> so it was, you know, so now we're, we're arranging a time when I can speak to that next group from, that came from the one I just spoke to two weeks ago. So many times, you impress someone and there's key people always in every audience that, you know, can connect. And you never know who they are. You never know. You just got to turn up, do your best, and yes. fire everyone, and then you can you're gonna get approached. And that's the best thing is when people come to you. And and it sounds like that's what was happening with your art exhibitions as you started to connect and be in the right networks. 
Another thing that happened fairly recently was um, I on on my Instagram we're trying to uh, trying to put paintings out on a regular basis and quotes from the book and that kind of thing, and I got a note from a gallery in New York saying they like my work and would I consider going into a show that was just almost immediate. Okay. And now I'm in my second show there. It, wow. it, so, and so you never know where it's going to come from. It's just by putting yourself out there and connecting with people. There. You think there's crickets, like no one's listening on social media. Right. If you're new, right? When you're new and you start putting things on, it's like there's no likes, there's no comments, and you're kind of going, am I just wasting my time? Because it can be a real time sucker, social media, right? And, exactly. Um, but as long as you're consistent, I've always been like a big fan of consistency and just do it like a, like a habit, like brushing your teeth. You got to post every day on social media, yeah. you got to brush your teeth. You know, I always say you got to empty your inbox, like your emails. Like that's one of my things, like inbox zero, like, you know, it's like brushing your teeth. You just got to do it every day. That's it. And, uh -huh. um, and I love that. And I think that's the, that's a testament to the success you had in your career pre-50 and now this career. So how does someone, like you say, finding your passion, do you have any formula or some insight for our listeners in terms of how does someone like, you know, figure out what it is? Because it sounds like painting, and doing the painting, it's almost you were tricked into it, as you said. That's right. And and I didn't know that was it mm. until um, I found the benefits of it for me so that it became my passion because, um, for example, when I paint, nothing hurts. I have arthritis, but I don't feel it. I don't have any sense of time. It's, it's like a meditation for me. Yeah, totally, yeah. And so it benefits me in so many ways. Um, I, aside from the fact that I love doing it mm -hmm. and I do it every day as just part of what I do. It's, it's I can't not paint at this point in my life. Um, so I, I didn't know it was going to be painting. But I think that if you live your life with gratitude and you face every day open to the opportunities and the possibilities, that it comes. Yeah. It comes, it, it's there and it's inside of you and it comes. You've got to give things a go to see how they fit, right? What's that? You've got to give things a go to see how they yes, fit. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, they might try painting and it's not their thing, but they might try um, woodwork or something like, you know, something else with their hands. And then right. they find that it's very, you know, that's the thing that gets them in that zone, you know. When well, you exactly. I have a friend who, who has been a professional tennis player his whole life. Mm -hmm. And he asked me recently, can you tell me when you're painting? Because I have this when I play tennis that I get in a zone and I'm just, I don't have any sense of time and I, I don't have any pain. It was exactly the same. Mm. Now he found his passion earlier than I did. And it's been a lifelong thing, but it, it's interesting when you talk to other people, it doesn't matter what it is. 
as long as you find that place where you're comfortable and you feel like you're doing what's right for you. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. I know, I feel like um, the reason I've been able to be in this business 11 years now is when I'm working on it, like, I don't like I, I get into studying new things and figuring new things out and it's like before I know it it's like oh my god like I've just been doing like I, last week I was doing this like I, I would finish my normal day with clients like say four or five o'clock that have yeah. a little break and then between six and nine or ten o'clock at night I was just studying new things and I'm going it's Christmas time why am I like spending my time like learning new things and implementing new things because actually to me that was enjoyable and fun and like you know I felt like I was being very creative and um getting things organized and I guess one of the things I love is getting things organized and so everything is in its place and we were talking about this before we got on the call yesterday I actually like was washing two cars like you know and you said as you said but I was feeling like okay this is all really, you know, um, you know, I'm doing a great job here. And I, like before I knew it, it's like, what the hell? It's like seven o'clock at night. Uh -huh. and, you know, but for you, it's painting. For me, it was like yesterday or getting things organized makes me feel like, you know, I don't, I'm not thinking about other people. I'm just thinking about my space and all that kind of stuff. So, so when do you, I guess the question people need to ask themselves is, you know, when do you find yourself in the zone? And when time just tends to just fly or you haven't even noticed what time it is or what time you started and what time you finished. And that's probably where your passion is hidden, right? Exactly. That's exactly it. Because it, it just, it's, it's kind of a magical thing. As I said, it's a meditation. And for people who meditate and sometimes you just get that from the meditation, but for me, and, and I'm sure for you as well, painting be, became that for me. It's my meditation. That's very much who I am. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So I'm being me. And so it doesn't matter about the time. And it doesn't matter if I have arthritis. It, you know, it, I don't even feel it. I don't feel it. Yeah. It's, it's so many health benefits, right? Exactly. Mind, body and spirit, as they say. That's for sure. And um, and I'm sure you have that same thing because you're so good at what you do and you bring it to so many people that it has to, you have to have those same kinds of times where you're so involved in what you're doing because you bring that passion to all the people you work with. Yeah, you can tell a passionate person when when you see them and how they talk about their stuff. I mean, just look at the, look at both of our backgrounds. <laughs> we can tell what our passion is. You know, it's just like um, and encourage people who are watching this live. You know, when you are on Zoom, because so many of uh, so much of our lives is online now. Of course, that's you know, right. Can you imagine back a couple of years now without Zoom? It's it's like our life has has changed completely because we can be anywhere. The fact that I work with you in Australia without any problem and the editor is in Canada and the graphic designer, you know, it's, it's there at these people are all over the world that we work with. And, and it's just remarkable and easy with zoom. And isn't it like, I love the, uh, you know, like, I feel like you're only in the other room, but you're not. 
<laughs> I know, I know, it's a long way on an airplane. Same day, uh, you know, we are on a Monday, and you're still like your Sunday chill out, but you're all like dressed. You know, I know you've had lots of amazing things to do, you know, and um, actually, uh, share with you what I find really meditative. I don't know, I may have shared this with you, but this is this is what I've been doing. These are the diamond paint. I don't know if you've heard of oh, them. yes, I've seen them. I've, I've seen almost them. done, I've done all the white now, it's up all the colors. So, this is the one that I'm finishing now. <laughs> But I find that doing that really meditative, um, um, I did it a lot through all the lockdowns. It kept me um, like just relaxing because during lockdowns, all we had to do was I pretty much threw myself in my work because that distracted me from being locked up. You you would know that Melbourne was has been through six lockdowns in the, the longest period of anyone in the world. But yes, I kind of did so many of those and they're all sitting at my Gold Coast house. Um, I don't know when, when you say it's meditative, it totally is, you know, and um, and Vivi, who you know, our publications manager is one of the things that she she just does such an amazing job just um, because it's fun. So you talk about art being a form of communication. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, I really feel that there are parts of of things that create a full communication so that I start working mm -hmm. and then someone else sees what I do and takes something from it. Yeah. And then when someone buys a painting and frames it for their house and puts it in their house, I've had the experience of, of the, these buyers inviting me into their homes to see my work and the work has changed. It has its own identity and it's different than it was when it was in my studio. And the fact that it has now become part theirs in their environment, their story. taken what I've given them and now it's complete. The, the communications is complete by moving it into its own space. And it's pretty magical. I can I can imagine, like, you know, because you obviously come up with an idea or whatever it is that you're painting, because it means something to you, right? And right. then it and, and then it enters someone else's life and their story. And then yeah. they interpret it differently because yeah, that's the thing. You know, art can be interpreted in so many different ways by so many different people. Right. And then it, it becomes part of, of a new world, a new room or home. And it, it actually just takes on a new identity, even though it's still what I did. Yes. It, it becomes something that's part of their lives now. Yeah. And so it completes the communication that I began. Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. So then let's talk a little bit about, so now we're moving into book two, Spring Principle, The Spring Principle. So what's that book going to be? A, uh, give us a little teaser. Well, here's the thing about The Spring Principle. We are living longer. Mm -hmm. and none of us, most of us don't realize it. There are these, these calculators online where you can go in and you can answer a few questions and it'll tell you, how long you'll the probability is that you'll live yeah we're living many years longer than we think we're going to live mm. 
And the spring principle has to do with becoming aware of that mm -hmm. and becoming realistic about it and then making the most dynamic use of that time because it's like a gift. We have these extra years. Now, what are we going to do to make this meaningful and to, to make it part of our lives that's important and grow our lives, grow ourselves through those that time that we have that we didn't know we had. I love that. Yeah. So it's like, don't waste your time. We're going to be here for a bit longer. So that's right. So think about it. Think about it. Think about what you want to do with it. It's exciting. I see it as exciting. Like, you know, there's so many things that, you know, you might not think about doing at certain times in your life, but then you'll have the opportunity to and don't don't ever stop. Right. And I, I think this book is really important to me. This the one that I'm writing now, um, as far as using that time, becoming really aware of, of the years that we have. I mean, I'm, I'm not a really young person, but I'm busy and I'm involved in the world. And that's been part of this. And then looking at um, how, how other people see people my age. Yeah. And um, what makes it so that we live longer or less long in our interactions with other people and also our expectations of ourselves. So there's a lot of those kinds of things that I'm including in the book. Some a lot of research that's been done um, about uh, what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, very cool. So how is, let's talk about final thing is the process of you doing these books. I mean, I, I think you've been a model student, <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, I'm very blessed that you chose me to be a mentor on your book writing um, journey. And um, I'm a big believer when, you know, the student's ready, the mentor shows up. And I, I have had that happen um, so many times throughout my, my life thus far. <laughs> well, there's no question in my mind that, that you are the right person for me to work with um and your company because it's you, you work in a way that i'm comfortable working i was just gonna say how did you know that and you know because for people overseas when we do meet our us and canadian authors on zoom you know they go these guys are so far away i know you and i met face to face right um, but we're still working from the other side of the world right we are uh, um you know i don't know why i just I know that when I met you, um, I I was not quite ready uh, because I had other things going on in my life that were, would keep me from um, completing the, the first book that I wanted to write. Um, but, you know, I, I, I have found that I'm comfortable with, with you and with the way you work and with your team who is, they're fantastic. Um, it, it just makes it all possible. The other thing is that writing for me is not hard. You know, I, I sort of came out writing 
as a kid, I, it was it was something that I always did for fun. So to put the time of my life when I have the uh, the pandemic, I have time to write, and I have things to say that I think are important to me that I want to share. Um, so putting all those pieces together, I think, it, and, and finding you just right before the pandemic and right before my husband died, the timing has been right for me to be able to work with you and to get these things done. And, um, and I feel that writing is something that's always been a part of me. You decided to do two retreats, so to do the program fully, properly. You know, usually people would do the first book through the whole process properly, and the second book, oh, I'll just get a publishing package and all that sort of stuff. But you actually decided to do it the second time around thoroughly and properly once again. What? what why? Why did you choose that? Um, I felt that it was expedient to do it that way. To me, it seemed that the more support that I had yeah. and the more interaction that I had, the higher it is as a priority for me and the easier it is to get done because it's not easy writing a book. It's, I mean, we can say it's simple, but the reality is it's a lot of work. Um, so my decision was to try to have the best tools that I could to write the book I wanted to write and to do it as in a time frame that uh, worked for me for a variety of reasons, one of which is my age and I don't want to waste time. And I agree with you. So many um, people who do choose to go the just the publishing route the second time around, we wait around for a long time for their second manuscripts to come in, very long time compared to how fast we had mm -hmm. seen them do it the first time around. So that was very clever on your part, not to waste time. And you're absolutely right. It's so much faster because you've got the timelines. Like this morning, we've got our final accountability call for our mm -hmm. group uh, for your second book, which means we get to wrap it up. But as you said, your your book is now into editing, like you sent it in um, on Friday um, and you can now relax for a little bit while we, you know, wrap up the year. But when we come back, we're into publishing and we're, we're going to get that book out, you know, early into 2022. So it's wonderful. So where can people buy your books, uh, Susan? Is there a website? Um, I do have a website, which is Amazon. Amazon. Well, you can get it at Amazon. Okay. So just send people across any good online resellers, but Amazon, your main one, guys, just look up the art of the mentor. So I'll share with you guys um, the uh, image of the book. Here it is on my screen. It's um, Susan's first book. And of course, her second book will be available there in the next um, few months, I would say. Um, and, um, you know, and that, that'll get, get it to you. Conart.com is the website there. Conart.com. Okay. You should be able to get the art of the mentor on that. And eventually uh, there, there are pre-sales going on, on, on the second book now. Oh, so. awesome. 
Excellent. Actually, I've just pulled up your website, so I'm going to share my screen with that as well now. So coneart.com, C-O-H-N um, art.com. <laughs> and right. here we go. So if we go to the Spring Principle, I believe you've got some pre-sales. Yep, pre-ordering here. And yep. our mentor is also here. So you guys, if you check out, this is actually an awesome uh, place you can check out uh, Susan's work and um, her beautiful website there. So there you go. Um, her personal website or your all your online resellers, which I know your book is distributed out to. Amazing. I can't wait to hold that second book in my hands and I bet you Neither can I. <laughs> Thank you so much this morning or this afternoon for you at your end for giving up your time and um, you know, always playing at a hundred percent Susan. I'm so uh, I love watching uh, everything that you do. And she's been on so many TV, radio, all this sort of media all over the US. I'm actually something, um, I am going to tap into the US publicity and Canadian market next year. I'm going to be working with a publicity guy. He used to live in New York, but he lives okay. now here in Sydney. So you might see me pop up there on Forbes or something. Fantastic. Who knows? <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. I can't wait. And I might be calling you for some tips. <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And guys, go get that book and support Susan. And I mean, go check out her art as well. You know, um, that would be really. Thank great. you so much for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate Thank it. You, Susan, I'll talk to you soon. Have a great one. Okay, Bye. you too. Bye, guys.